0: Welcome to the Dungeons & Dragons podcast. I am Greg Tito, I'm joined by Trevor Kidd. Hello, Trevor. Hello, Greg. We are sick today.
1: Yeah, we're both. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm dealing with some kind of crazy migraine, and, and and Greg is dealing with also some kind of like sinus headache it's, thing. So yeah,
0: it's a lot of post nasal drip happening. I basically, <laughs> basically had
1: like a gelatinous cube running down yes. in my throat. Yeah, it's it's uh, that's th- thank you for bringing it back in D Yes, Yes, <laughs> always back to D We We failed our Constitution saves. We were attacked by gelatinous cubes. Uh, Whatever yeah. it is, we're not we're not feeling super great. But I, you are I, all awesome, Trevor. I need you to lay on hands on me. Oh, no wait. That's, that's an HR violation. <laughs> um, well, no. We're excited
0: to talk to uh, uh, Rob Overmeyer from The Perfect World. Uh, Cryptic, actually, rather, uh, who is making the Underdark for Neverwinter
1: expansion. Yeah. Rob's a huge fan. We've had him on in the past. You guys will recognize his voice once we get him on. But he's, he's a huge D&D fan. Uh, but yeah, he's been working on Underdark to fit in with the Rage of Demons stuff.
0: Yeah, we're super excited about all
1: that. We'll also have Alex Monet. From uh, the perfect world side of things, I think he'll be. I think he'll be on the call as well. So, yeah, uh, he's an awesome guy. I have hung out with him at, at many conventions now. Um, he also they're in their live stream D and D game, which is that's right. So oh, that's Wednesdays, right? No, uh, no, Tuesdays. Tuesdays. It's actually happening later, later on, we're yeah.
0: recording this on a Tuesday, but you'll get this on a Thursday. Uh, that's true. Probably on the day that uh, Underdark comes out uh, for PC. So you'll be able to check this out on the seventeenth of November. There we go. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, this is the D&D podcast. Uh, please go ahead and give us a rating or a review on iTunes. Uh, it's the best way for us to uh, get better visibility, get more D&D fans able to learn about all the stuff that Dungeons & Dragons is doing. Uh, and uh, also you can follow uh, Wizards underscore uh, d for uh, on Twitter for all of your up- latest Dungeons and Dragons happenings. Uh, Trevor, you're also on.
1: on yeah, Twitter. Uh, I'm, I'm Trevor underscore Wattsy. W O T C. Um, also, I should I should give a plug for Dragon Plus because if you want to actually follow everything we're doing, uh, sure. the coolest thing about Dragon Plus, which you can get in the App Store or uh, on the, the Go- Android the Google, Google, Play. Google Play Store. Uh, is that well, the cool thing for me <laughs> I may be biased is that it aggregates all of our social media stuff and website stuff into this feed at the beginning so you can always find out what we're doing what we're talking about what we think is cool it's all right there so yeah. that's
0: an awesome awesome little tool all of our Twitters all of our Facebook all of our Tumblers mm-hmm. uh, all get updated there I wanted to give you a shout out I talked to somebody today who gave compliments to the DD and d Facebook t- uh, page oh. for uh, being super engaging and uh, uh, one of the most active brand pages that he was excited to be a part of so. lies yeah all lies I, was like, I gotta make sure I tell Trevor that so that's cool yeah, that's, that
1: yeah. Great. yeah we do we do a lot of stuff there if you're a facebook fan if, if facebook if facebook is your there jam, Facebook
0: fans out there like, like you you're, you're actually like
1: facebook you go to facebook's <laughs> facebook page and like them yeah um, I, I don't know but no if, if facebook's your thing we, we yeah we definitely we definitely post on facebook regularly. Right we just try to like talk about cool stuff and art and talk about D&D. And Would you like to tell me about your character?
0: Go there, do it on the Facebook page. There's a new really cool uh, quiz
1: you can take up there, too. Yeah, we have the Sword Coast Legends quiz, which basically uh, the, <laughs> it's it's you, you are sucked into a, a game of D&D, and you have to figure out what kind of character you are, uh, and it's based on the, the Sword Coast Legends uh, companions, and it's it's pretty awesome. It's written written in a little adventure format, so you have yeah. to make choices as you go. Uh, we've had fun with it. I think people have had fun taking it already, but yeah, it's, it's, that's on the Facebook page. It's also on our website somewhere, so go awesome. find it.
0: Awesome! It, it's really based on the uh, you know Dungeons and Dragons and Sorcous Legends, of course, but then mm-hmm. also the Cosmopolitan magazine quizzes that yeah. you could take.
1: Yeah, it's all the. Uh, co- I like how you switched to Cosmo there. Yeah, and it's like totally Cosmo. <laughs> like none, none of the personality quiz. It couldn't be like like which Lord of the Rings character you couldn't no, like no, no, take no, no, it there. No. You're like no no no. It's totally Cosmo. like
0: seventeen and those like teens. What kind of sex girls? should you be having? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That's
1: going to be my next D&D quiz, by the way. Right? Yeah,
0: right. And then it will be like, gelatinous cubes. Or <laughs> no. Are you a gelatinous
1: cube in bed? <laughs> find out now.
0: I'm more of a tiefling in bed, I think.
1: Oh, hey. Yeah. I, I'm trying to find something like, like, I don't even know. <laughs> angry on the streets and like brimstone in the sheets. I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that one is. Well, I'll have to think of that one for later. See,
0: we, all of our best ideas come while we're recording the podcast. It really does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is our, our brainstorming sessions 101.
1: This is actually how I do all my work. I wait to do a podcast, and then I'm like, oh, that was a good idea to do that thing I talked yeah, about. Yeah, let's, let's keep it going. Keep it going.
0: <laughs> nice. Well, we're getting excited to, uh, to talk to Rob and Alex. I think they'll be calling it any minute now. Any
1: minute.
2: Hello, Rob. How's it going? Yeah, it's going pretty good. I'm just hanging out. It's a great day down here. How's it going with you? Pretty sweet. We're excited to talk about uh, Underdark.
0: Uh, you guys have been working on this for, for a while. How's, that, how's the development going? Are you you ready, feel like you're going to be ready for the 17th, for today? Actually, yeah, because this is going to go out
1: today. <laughs> Are you ready for today? Because if you're not, <laughs> why, why have we done this we're podcast? We're in danger.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, we're ready for the 17th, which is today. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We, 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 we time travel a lot on the podcast, so it's, it's cool. Yeah. We understand how this works.
2: <laughs> yeah, development uh, has been going really great. Um, uh, it's always sort of a mad dash right up to the end, you know, where we've got, uh, you know, everything I'm up on, on PTS and, and then we're looking at final things and, you know, looking at whether or not a bug is a showstopper or not, uh, but uh, absolutely ready to go uh, today um, and, uh, and give the fans uh, uh, a really cool experience with uh, some really cool content.
0: Nice. So, what kind of stuff uh, can uh, uh, new players and ol- and pa- players who've been with Neverwinter for a long time? What can they expect?
2: Well, um, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, there, there is. Um, but some of the some of the, the coolest stuff that we have uh, for fans and players alike, um, we've got um, uh, a bunch of story quests to play that were uh, that were written by uh, Salvatore uh, Ari Salvatore, uh, well-known author. Uh, uh, people may recognize the name, uh, alongside the names like Dritz and Brunor, mm-hmm. uh, Quint. And so we have, uh, we worked with Bob a, a while back on some really cool quest content. Um, and we got that in the game, uh, and, uh, the players, uh, um, can play right alongside of and, and, and have, uh, some well-known characters come along their adventure. Um, it's very much the player's adventure and they, they run into these, uh, these well-known characters, um, from, uh, from the books, um. That story is sort of uh, that story that uh, that we wrote with Bob uh, carries the player into um, into the Underdark, where we start to tell the story of what's been happening with uh, with demons coming out of the abyss. Um, it's not the full uh, the full package. We definitely it's going to be a two-parter. Yeah. But in the introduction, um, the players are faced with uh, a huge threat in Demogorgon, uh, and are going to play alongside. Uh, with uh, Dritz and uh, a couple others to try to push back that madness and uh, the demons moving through the Underdark on their way to the surface world. Uh, In some areas, the surface world has already been affected by uh, demons as uh, 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 tears are starting to open up and demons are able to come through them. So there's there's an effect, basically the beginning of the story is there's an effect that's happening on the Sword Coast as the demons move from the Abyss up to the Overworld. uh, but uh, you know, there's a ton more there, but those are really the, ba- the, the major beats um, we've got uh, for the fans.
0: So uh, this terror is opening up on the, on the surface world. Are they going to just happen randomly in different zones that are in
2: Neverwinter now? Um, yeah, they're in, they are in uh, a few of the zones. It's like, like I said, it's, it's not the full force coming uh, to bear for the demons coming to bear on the, mm-hmm. on the, the Sword Coast, um, so there's some zones where they pop up uh, in heroic encounters, uh, and there's even a chance that maybe some uh, well-known folks show up and uh, help you dispatch with these, uh, <laughs> these baddies. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you can go to, to several zones and you see them open up and uh, um, demonic invasions, um, and you got to close them up. And, uh, and, and through that, uh, um, that action, as well as uh, going through the storyline and doing quests and then definitely um, uh, defeating Demogorgon is how you make your way through. Uh, there's a campaign, the Underdark campaign, um, Make your way through there to get some uh, really cool rewards, items, boons, and, and the like. Um, so, the, the main, yeah, Demogorgon's crazy. So, Demogorgon's a big, huge boss, boss fight. So, 10, 10 players, you can go in there, um, you can queue up with your, your team of five, so you can have a, a, a tight five go in. Uh, it's a pretty cool fight. One of the cool things is about the fight uh, there's the Demogorgon fight, and then there's demonic skirmishes. Um, and even carried across the, some of the heroic encounters, um, there's, there's rewards based on how you do. Um, and, and you first come across the, the, the skirmishes, uh, before you fight uh, Demogorgon and you start learning a little bit of the mechanics that you'll, that you'll need to master, um, Mm -hmm. before really being able to be super effective when you fight Demogorgon. Um, and there's things like dealing with madness, um, uh. Uh, which manifests in a number of ways, but one of the ways is it, uh, it actually locks out some of your powers. Right. So you learn how to deal with that in, in earlier on, and then later on, as you make your way through the campaign, and you finally get to Demogorgon. Um, you, you sort of know what to look for, and know how to react to those things. And then as you get better and better at fighting that, and you get better and better at the mechanics and master, you know, not only the mechanics, but the fight itself, um, the rewards get better and better. Uh, so you, can, you get scored on each of the phases uh, uh, across a, a bunch of the content. Um, the heroic encounters, the, the demonic uh, invasions coming up on the, on the overworld, um, they change and get harder or get different depending on how many players are there. So you want to get a bunch of people to get there together, get the, the best score, and get the best rewards. Hmm. You can definitely go do them solo if you want, but really you want to group together and, and, uh, and really knock those demons out um, and see how those fights change. And then, like I said, you learn things about the big Demogorgon fight. There's, an, there's a normal Demogorgon fight as well as an epic version, and those fights are different. There's different mechanics there. So huh. we kind of we, nice. we turned it a little bit on you. You might learn a lot, but there's,
1: uh, Demogorgon's pretty crazy. <laughs> pretty crazy. He, 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 he is of baboon. two minds. Yeah, right. you he, would be like, listen, we're doing this yeah. differently this time.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Depending on which head is uh, in charge, right? So the madness yeah. thing is really interesting. So uh, uh, I was going to ask you how that was manifested in, in, uh, in Neverwinter. So it's interesting that certain – what kind of abilities get locked out? Is it random or are there specific ones that, that get locked
2: out? So it actually it progresses. So it starts, with, um, it starts with dailies and then goes to encounters. And then in the epic version, even your, uh, even your at-wills can get locked out. So wow. you really you have to learn how to deal with that mechanic, and it can really affect your, your DPS if you don't pay attention to it. Um, additionally, tanks have a... There's a, another mechanic where um, it's... A, I think internally we call it a switch mechanic, but if you can't just have one main tank sit there and tank Demogorgon all the time. You have to switch out uh, because you get enough <laughs> stacks of madness on you. There's a, basically i a, I'll call it a shield break. <laughs> um, and you just, just, you just get stunned and locked down. So you are not going to be an effective tank if you're just going to be the tank that says, I'm going to tank Demogorgon the whole time. You have to switch it out. Other people have to get aggro. So going in with two tanks is probably a good idea. Um, so there's, there's different things that, uh, that uh, the players will have to do. Uh, ranged, ranged players can definitely have they have a bigger uh, view of the battlefield so they can call out when certain things are happening. Um, While you're fighting Demogorgon, rifts are are opening up uh, or tears are opening up. So if you can close them, uh, that, you you know, you can actually manage some of the ads that that come into the fight. Um, So there's a bunch of stuff for different people to do, but it's not just a straight up, you know, a tank and spank. That's not going to be a a strategy strategy that's going to work very well. So... Like nice. I said, Demogorgon's got – he's crazy. He's got some madness. He's got some madness. <laughs>
1: yep. Does madness show up – you mentioned madness like in, in earlier areas where you're dealing with stuff as it kind of leads into Demogorgon. Um, it, when, when it first manifests, it's, it's, it's just like a little like, oh, look, look you, you lost some of your powers. Is, is, so I'm guessing at first it's not that it's harsh. It's just like there's some crazy stuff going on.
2: Yeah, exactly. And there's a, and there's a, there's a way to cleanse uh, that from you. You can get rid of it. So it's about managing that, maintaining it, seeing mm-hmm. how far you can really push it, right? Can you go a couple more rounds? Why, can, should you just hold aggro and then deal with you know, some of your abilities being off while the rest of your team goes and cleanses their madness, and then, and then you switch out, and then you go take care of it? Yeah. And in the earlier stages, because uh, you know, in, the, in the lore we have, um, as Demogorgon has as basically rampaged through uh, uh, Menzo and, and areas of the Underdark, he sort of, madness sort of permeates from him. So there's little taste of it. And the skirmishes, they're down in, uh, in, in, uh, the, uh, in the Underdark. So you get a taste of it, but then you can cleanse it. It's not, it doesn't take over all of your abilities and you don't get locked out. Uh, only some of like maybe uh, uh, like a daily would get locked out, but you can cleanse that. But the rest of your encounters and your and your wills are fine. Nice. So you get a taste of what it is and then you learn how to uh, solve that problem. Uh, and then that problem becomes uh, more threatening later on when you fight Demogorgon.
1: I want to switch gears here a little bit. You mentioned the companions earlier, and Bob, uh, Ari Salvatore, and several d d fans out there would be, would be upset if I didn't ask this question. Can you kill okay. Driss and take his stuff?
2: So, um, Driss never dies. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear here. Driss doesn't die. Let's be clear. Right? <laughs> and uh, I don't think, uh, I didn't ask Bob, but I don't think it would go over very well if I th- if Twinkle and Icing Death could be just taken, yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> it was it was funny because in the, the Baldur's Gate expansion, the first one, right, you you can run you can run into Drest, yeah, and people people tried to kill him, and then they found a way to do it, right. And he had his stuff on him, <laughs> so Bob was playing, and he was like, "How do I kill?" Like he he tried, he tried he tried to, he tried to kill Drest and get his stuff. That's what he really wanted. We were talking yeah. about it, and he was like, "I just wanted to kill him," and then someone <laughs> online told me, and so I, I, there was a way to do it. I did it. Like this is so awesome! I have his stuff. But then apparently, if you 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 can meet him again later in in another expansion, he's he's pissed at you because you you know because you killed killed him him and took his stuff. Uh, (laughs) But I just thought that was hilarious. Bob was like, "I just want to kill my main character and take all his stuff." I'm like, "Hey, it's 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 your dude. You can do what you want, man." Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. So yeah, are there yeah uh, you
2: can't take uh you can't take his his stuff and and kill him um, but you do play alongside you you definitely go on a quest uh and 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 learn a bit about what's been happening with some of the, the signature characters. Um, finding out that Point, uh, uh, you know, what happened to Point um, is, is, a, is an interesting point in the story. And it's like, it, like I said before, it's, it's kind of an introduction. We don't tell all of Point's story, but you run into Point and you work with Point and then, you know, he leaves, there's something going on with Point. It's up to the player to figure out what's going on there. And, uh, you know, and then we have plans for later on there being an extension of those stories to you find out even more. Um, one of the cool things with working with those signature characters was being able to work with Bob uh, we talked about sort of his process and what he was going to do. Not, not, his process was writing, and, and we know where his characters are right now, but where they're going um, was, uh, was kind of still up in the air. So we have uh, another chance to, to tell a bit, a bit more of that story. Um, when the players run into to, uh, Regis and Brunor and, uh, uh, Bruno and uh, Dritz down in the uh, Underdark, they're are already trying to establish uh, a foothold in Manteldareth, and and trying to figure out what they're going to do. Uh, Dritz is definitely all about like, well, I'm just going to charge in there, and you know, me and my magical panther are yeah. just going to own everything. Like this, um, is, this is the
1: Underdark. This is this is where I kill things all the time. Right. Okay. Yeah, he's like, I got this. <laughs> um, but but what we what it
2: what he ends up doing and what the player does is are, are different things. It's not like the whole time you are part of companions and you're following him doing things nope this is a story that you are going to a you know an adventure that you and your friends are going to go on and you're going to meet these uh, these characters uh, along the way um in this first part in the second part you'll have a little bit more uh story and you're finding out more of what's happening um since demogorgon was defeated but there's more uh, there's there's more out there to be afraid of there's more coming from the abyss
1: yeah I, there's like there's a there's a the, the Underdark is a big place. There's also lots of demons and demon lords. So, yeah. From, yeah. from, from what I've seen, and I haven't played anything, but uh, yet, but I have I have read the story stuff, and I've I've seen the missions you guys are making. They're all they look awesome. It's like it's very much a yes. These guys are heroes, and so are you. Like there's 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 some heroes doing stuff in the Underdark. Hey, look, here's a fellow hero. You may have heard of him. His name is Drist. Right. Um, uh, yeah. But there's a lot of stuff going on. I also you, you mentioned the characters uh, before before I was seeing the stuff that Bob was working on with you guys. I didn't really. I didn't really care that much about Point. Like, I'd read about him, you know, he was, he, was in, he was in the books, but I'm like, yeah, whatever. He's cool. He's a little crazy and kooky. Uh, but the stuff that he was doing with you guys, I was like, oh, oh, this guy's interesting. Like, I actually actually care more about this character. So it's been awesome watching uh, uh, Bob work with you guys. He was super excited. Um, and the stories that have come out with it are really cool. So I'm, I'm super excited to play those.
2: Yeah, when he was, when he we, we had an you know, opportunity for him to, to come down to the studio and, and hang out and and uh, and just continue to pick his brains. Um, yeah, definitely the Point story is is it's you know it's a bit dark and it kind of um, don't know where it's going. And the cool thing when we're talking to him about it, you know, uh, his you know, and a lot of his interviews, you can hear it, um, these characters have a life of their own, and he's kind of waiting for Point to tell him what he's up to. Yeah. Uh, and that's just that's just really cool. And it was it was awesome to be able to sit down and uh, and just be a part of that, not just that process, but that realization that, yeah, there's this thing, something happened in point, and that might have a, a, a long-lasting impression on, on his ability to even be part of the Companions. Yeah. Uh, what is he going to do? He may go do something else entirely. Uh, and that's, that's actually something that, as, a, as fans here, uh, you know, devs and fans as well, um, we, it was funny. I, we were kind of like, "That's amazing," <laughs> but we didn't say, "Well, what about this? Could we just do this?" Because we're just—we need to have a quest, and we need to come on, pip pop pip. We need to wrap this thing up. <laughs> um, but it was like, "Yeah, totally." Okay, cool. Well, just let us know when Point tells you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: it's right. Yeah, we had him on. Um, we had Bob on a while ago, and there, there was uh, on the podcast. And he was talking about how he'll he'll start writing something, and he'll be like, he'll go back, and be like, well, I thought the characters were going to do this, but no, the characters went to do this thing. It Totally wasn't what Bob was expecting, because he does let his characters write the story. So that is cool to hear.
0: Yeah, it's almost like he's he's improving a d and D session as he's writing these
2: books. It's kind oh of man, it would be amazing, right, to have Bob. Just this uh, just the running the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's, let's do a, a let's do an
1: Underdark based game with Bob running. Things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let's what we're doing with Neverwinter. Let's be clear here. Under Underdark is basically that with, with the, these, the 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 quest you're going on with the companions and dealing with all this all this madness and and, and demon stuff. Yeah, so yeah, Playing Neverwinter, you kind of yeah. We got actually,
2: that. it's really cool. We have a um pretty soon we have uh, we're gonna uh, have a call with them and then and, and talking about those next things and and uh I guess. Um, just bug him to see if any of his characters have contact. Yeah. What up to. <laughs> Does anybody, um, anybody like, but, uh, send, send you a message? When yeah, go? exactly. Right. We're yeah, like, text. so, you know, we're coming up. Uh, now the producer starts to sort of eke out a little bit. Right. My fandom is sort of dying down. My producer coming up. But, all right. <laughs> we got a schedule here. What's happening? Right. Um, did you get a text from Drist? Actually, we'll... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Did Drist text you? <laughs> um, but, uh, um, we, uh, we want, definitely want to work with him again, and we've talked about it a bit, uh, and there's definitely a, a ton of, of, of possibility there, so we're really excited about it. Uh, and we're probably going to start talking uh, or, or striking up that conversation again really soon.
0: Nice. I think it's just really exciting to be able to get uh, this Rage of Demons storyline from so many different angles. I mean, Bob's writing... His books with Archmage and Maestro coming out in the spring, uh, which, you know, touch on a little bit of, of, of this story. You guys are, uh, uh, you know, telling a little bit more uh, about how it's affecting the surface and 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 letting the players discover more about Demogorgon and everything that's happening down there and what's happening in Mental Dareth. I just think there's so many different avenues for people to get that story, and I think it's, it's the little shades of detail from each one uh, uh, that that really bring them all, elevate them all to being like this mosaic of, of, of different things that are happening. It's so cool.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's cool to see all of the stories coming together the, and uh, being able to play them in the different settings is, uh, is, is really cool. Now, I know uh, uh, Alex is
0: playing in an uh, Out of the Abyss campaign within the, the adventure here uh, that, that uh, we produced here for, at Perfect World. Have you been playing any of the tabletop role-playing game?
2: Uh, yes, yeah, so we have a game starting up. We're not playing the Underdark stuff yet, but uh, there's a couple games going, and then we're gonna we're gonna strike up an Underdark game uh, probably at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, we have uh, it's a pretty light week for uh, um, our Thanksgiving week, mm-hmm. um, so so there's gonna be a few folks in office for the three days before the break. Um, so we're gonna turn that into a. Uh, um, a fun tabletop, uh, quote unquote, experience. research, research
0: yeah. day.
1: Guys, we got we got <laughs> to. We're going to
2: be Working. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's, yeah, That's great.
1: We tend to do the same thing around the holidays, like uh, the the winter, Christmassy, Hanukkah holidays, and uh, uh, Thanksgiving. We do the same kind of thing. So it's like, listen, there's like half of us here. We should play more D and D than normal. For us, it's more D and D than normal because like Tito's running his live stream every week. Yeah. There's guys running lunch games all the time. Mike Merrill started a one-up Monday. So we may play a little bit more to D&D than your, your typical office. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's right.
0: So for uh, uh, some other stuff that the, uh, uh, you know, the more in-tune players uh, have been playing for a long time, what, what kind of, you know, you mentioned rewards a little while ago. What is, what's some stuff that people should really pay attention to if they want to get the, the best loot and, and continue going forward with uh, progressing their character?
2: Yeah, there's a there's a like I mentioned, there's the campaign, so you get some boons there, which are which are uh, definitely really cool. And then uh, we have um, um, we're mixing it up a little bit uh, for the rewards this time around, um, since we still have stronghold uh, and there's definitely really cool rewards that players are probably still working towards. Um, we didn't want to come out with a whole new set of, of gear that was going to obsolete all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, if you if you think of uh, think of a paper doll in in Neverwinter, you've got sort of uh, you got your character. On the left side, you've got like your your helmet, your chest, arms, main hand, off hand, boots, right. And on the right on the right side of your paper doll, you've got um, your neck rings, um, belt, uh, shirt, and pants, right. So you have your right side and your left side. Mm-hmm. So most of the really cool gear that players are really going for now in stronghold is there's a bunch of stuff there, but that but they're really going excuse me for the left side stuff. So what we thought of is is we should, let's do something for the right side. It's been a little while since we've done that, so. Um, we have a ton of really cool rings that can only be uh, uh, obtained through um, the Underdark story, Underdark, all the content there. Mm -hmm. Um, They're a bit situational. They're probably best in slot in some cases, but not all cases. Mm -hmm. And so we went a little bit broad and a little bit cooler in the rewards category that uh, are going to let players really sort of open up their theory crafting and build crafting. Oh, cool. Um, So it's a bit more situational. So... We didn't want to replace everything or the players have been working for uh, in the Stronghold update. Because um, they're still working on that stuff. This the Dragonflight gear. There are some other gear and things that they can definitely get that are cool. There's some transmute stuff and some other uh, uh, tier gear, as well as there are some lower. Those prices are going to drop on some lower tier gear. So you should be able to get that easier to make your way up into the, uh, the uh, definitely the highest tier um, gear sets. Um, and then, yeah, looking at the, the stuff that comes from Demogorgon, it's these, uh, these really cool rings. Some of them are, they could be prob- probably be some game changers in, uh, in some settings, um, but they're, they're, they're a bit wacky. Um, some of them are based on movement, so like while you move, you have a buff, or mm-hmm. if you keep moving, you can have stealth, but if you stop moving, your stealth drops. Oh, interesting. Um, uh, and they're not necessarily all PvE rings, although a lot of them have really cool effects in PvE. Some of them are, um, will have really cool effects in, in PvP as well. Uh, one of the rings is uh, the Ring of Rising Defense, which is um, you, get, uh, you can get a bunch of defense stacks, um, which can definitely be great in a number of situations. Um, and then uh, on, the, on, the same, on the other end of the spectrum of things that are pretty situational, there's a ring that uh, you can get uh, when you get critted um, you can uh, drop everybody's stealth around you. Um, or go into stealth, which is interesting. So, um, And then drop aggro. So if you're in a PvE situation and you're, you're a healer and you have this ring on, you can basically, if you get hit by a critter, you can basically drop aggro, drop stealth and go run around and they'll kind of lose you. Yeah. So it's a, it's a way to get out of there. Um, in PvP, you can imagine that being very interesting. Uh, a control wizard... Doesn't necessarily have stealth, but now there's an ability of uh, something being placed on you that would uh, so it makes it hard for other players to see you. That's uh, that could be pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, so it's a bit situational. It's a, we're being a bit playful with uh, the types of uh, of bonuses and things you get. Um, with uh, with the goal being uh, let's get some uh, let's get some theory crafting and build crafting uh, back into the game.
1: Yeah, that sounds really cool. I I like the idea of, of like, I use this ring in this situation, or when I go over to do this kind of thing, I switch to this ring. Or even if it's like, oh, look, this PvP match has X, Y, and Z, so I'm going to switch to this because I know I'm going to get stealthed up on. Like, I like that kind of thing. That's cool.
0: Do you find that uh, the the PvP crowd... Would appreciate that, or I almost feel like sometimes PvP <laughs> people try to 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 reduce the I only want to PvP
1: all the time. I don't want to ever do anything PVE.
0: Right, but then they but they, they want to reduce swingingness, so it's not uh, doesn't feel like being cheated or something like that. So is that something that you guys are are, are concerned about, or do you think, like you said, you just want to focus on getting more interesting mechanics out there?
2: So we're definitely thinking about it. You know, right now we've got we've uh, we've got a PvP. Um, game and our uh, sort of you know flow in that game that's uh, at sometimes can be um you know one direction, um, and not to that be confused with that the a British pop band, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> not <to be> <laughs> However, mm, perfect place to drop the beats, um, <laughs> uh. I think that I, I think that it it adds a little bit more a little bit more challenge if you if you just have the build that is always the thing and and nobody can really get a build that counters that adding some flavor into the mix might be the type of uh, of thing that needs to be injected into that gameplay mm-hmm. um, they're not overtly overpowered and it's not like you just shut everybody down that's not what these rings do or not what the gear does not what the bonuses or anything does but um, if you're if you're in a winning situation, it's not like there's an item out there that's going to shut you down completely or shut down all of your abilities. But, but it's almost like taking some of the abilities that other other classes kind of have mm. and seeing what it would be like if some of the uh, pieces of those, aspects of those, were available uh, to, to other classes. So I think it's about, uh, about mixing things up and not really about changing the power balance. We're definitely looking at, at, at all of that and how that works. Um, but uh, these aren't giant powers, uh, power swings uh, in PvP. Right, and uh, accessory items.
0: Definitely on the, the, the examples you mentioned, it's more, it would take a lot of skill in order to make those effective too. So, you know, uh, uh, that, that makes it an interesting, you know, uh, uh, give and take rather than, uh, you know, here's a weapon that will kill everybody. It's more just like, a, here's a weapon that maybe makes this situation a little bit better.
2: Yeah, imagine if you were like a, you know, you've got like a, a control wizard, again, using the control wizard. Because I guess maybe are no you, control a, are you a
0: fan of the control wizard? I feel
2: like. <laughs> so I'm a great weapon, f- I main great weapon fighter and, and uh, sub warlock and control wizard on PC and then on Xbox it's trickster rogue. So, you know, perma still. Anyways, <laughs> um, uh, no, I don't, I don't perma, but it's, you know, other people do. <laughs> uh, but so while while I'm playing and I, I blink away on my control wizard, um, if there's a chance right, and this is not hundred percent, there's just chances that if you know, say something, somebody gets the drop on me, and then I blink and they get hit with a crit, and you know, uh, I I reflect some of that damage back. That's not game changing or game breaking. Mm. That's something that I've built towards dealing with a certain situation. Right, like, oh, I'm in a match, and it's, it's all a bunch of like, heavy crit classes. Well, what do I do to combat that? What, what can I do? Um, and so reflecting some damage back or having a second of stealth so the other player has to look around just for a second to see where I am and then keep attacking, um, those are just little changes in the moment-to-moment. Moment. But the, the, the amount of time and the, the duration of those, of those one-on-one combats uh, don't really change that much. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that, that sounds great. I haven't actually done a whole lot of PvP lately, but that, that fits what, what, what I would expect like as far as uh, making the game more interesting, but not really being like, oh, look, this is the thing you have to do, or, or there's just this random stuff that I can't, I can't figure out how to deal with. So no, I, that, that sounds awesome. Is there, so you, you, you have lots of guys. Is your, your uh, great weapon guys your main is your maze what you're saying? Yeah, are there things coming for any of the classes that are different? That's not just gear related. Is there anything else coming in, in Underdark for classes?
2: Um, so there's going to be um, some uh, small amount of housekeeping. But one of the things that we did in this m- module um, that's not necessarily player facing is um, one of our deliverables on uh, the development team was creating the um, the uh, the structure uh, for class reviews. Um, we had an idea of class reviews, and we sort of, we've always been, Cryptic has always been really agile and really on top of, of getting those issues and trying to get bugs fixed as fast as possible, uh, things that were exploits, getting those fixed as fast as possible and not letting them sit. Sometimes, you know, they may sit, you know, just for, but Cryptic, it, throughout its history, has been about agility and jumping on things as fast as possible. And so we've done that a lot in Neverwinter and, and the other games as well when it comes to Uh, class balance or class issues uh, even if it's just a power doesn't work the way that we thought it worked um so it's from just to give you an idea of the spectrum of things that we've been looking at Mm -hmm. like oh the power was supposed to do this much damage but it doesn't do that much damage to that power in combination with other power makes you know this class completely op in pvp and it's just a a one-man show over there Um, so we've we've really we've rolled those out uh, fairly frequently and what, what you see when you do that is you've got a number of changes that are hard to track and understand and you really aren't looking at the root of the, root of the problem, which is probably something having to do with the class or the way it was set up. You're just sort of, you're sort of just attacking these small things. Um, and So what I wanted to do was, was step back and build a, a full class review process, review that process and make sure it made sense and then sign up for the classes that we are going to review for our next module. So um, there's nothing really player-facing uh, about that. Um, but that was something that was really important for us, and that's going to let us be able to f- pick those classes. And we do have a list of the cl- classes that the players want to have reviewed first. Uh, Warlock is there, um, the Oathbound Paladin, Cleric. I um, favorite great weapon fighter needs a massive damage boost. I don't know if anybody agrees with, with me. Uh, <laughs> Rob's the only one who thinks this, but...
1: yeah.
2: Um, but actually, that one's not up on the list. The Great Weapon Fighter, I'll even agree, feels, uh, feels pretty good. There's probably a few tweaks here and there that we can probably do, but um, there are definitely other classes that need to get a look first. And so we were able to come up with that process uh, and review it, and now we're really confident about being able to grab um, some of those classes and start pushing them through that review process and seeing what they really need and beyond just these, these little fixes here and, here and there to tweak problems.
1: Yeah, no. Like balancing classes in, in a long running MMO it's always the it's always the love hate part of like, Oh look now this thing th- this thing came out and now it changed it changes the meta and then this guy's more powerful and now we have to adjust for that and and part of that's just the game, right? Part of that's just learning on the PvP side of things, learning that like <coughs> here's this new thing. But yeah. Also part of it is like, oh well this combines with this, like you're saying, to make this crazy thing or this guy's underpowered now compared to these other people, so we have to address that. So I think most of us in the in the MMO gaming world understand that uh, that that happens, and we, and we, and we wait. <laughs> it sounds like your plan is awesome, though. Uh, like, the, basic, the gathering the feedback and changing the classes is cool. Uh, I do want to do one more Underdark thing before we let you go, because I know people are going to ask us if we don't get it out there. So we've been talking about the PC version of uh, Underdark for Neverwinter, yeah. uh, but we haven't mentioned anything about the Xbox. Do we have any, any date or date range we can give people for that? Uh,
2: yeah, it's definitely going to follow the, uh, the uh, PC release. Um, we release in... Uh, like obviously today um, in November, <laughs> and we'll follow shortly after. I think it's probably going to move into twenty sixteen, uh, and we're really trying to bring that uh, that date closer and closer. And I think we've done a pretty good job of being able to get closer and closer between uh, uh, our PC releases and our Xbox releases.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's uh, the the gap is shortening. It's also awesome going to yeah, see really one, one day it'll be the same day, right, Rob? Right, Rob? Right? <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. That is
2: that is the dream and lots of pressure. <laughs> and lots of pressure.
0: You also mentioned, too, that there's going to be a, a second part to this, this Underdark story. Is there anything you can talk about that?
2: Yeah, it's a, a little bit for, for, uh, for you guys and the fans. Um, um, so we've, if, uh, for the longtime uh, players of, of Neverwinter, um, starting with uh, Tyranny of Dragons, we have these big stories that we tell in the, in the, the second part of the year, and they're told in two parts. Uh, we started that with Tyranny of Dragons, and it, and it, and it felt really good f- for us not only on the development side, but also in that being able to, to tell that story and, and to have a couple big pieces to it instead of just having one thing. Um, so we wanted to do that again with, uh, um, with the Underdark, so we have the first part of the story being released, and then we have a, a follow-up to it um, uh, soon after. Um, and that's something that I think that, that, that feels really good for us. It feels good for the fans. There's a bunch of stuff in there to do. Um, if you, if you look at all of the releases that Neverwinter has, we, we actually release a ton every year, and you know, big updates, and modules, and stories. It's about four on top of events and new things that, that come up. Um, it's a ton of stuff that we put out. And if you look at just this year alone, we have uh, in the top of the year, uh, we had M6 and Elemental Evil, and then we had all of Stronghold, and now we have Underdark, and then the next part of Underdark coming out. Those are gigantic, huge things that are coming to the game. Uh, and so that's what we're going to kind of keep doing uh, year over year is bringing, you know, not just that one update a year that has a ton of stuff, but multiple updates a year, I guess, that have a ton of stuff. I, I guess what I'm saying is I don't know how we do it, but
1: we do. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a lot of, you guys put a lot of work in. I know when you guys did the Tyranny of Dragons one, it was like, so there's the Tyranny of Dragons, the first part, and then there were events, there were like world events with dragons coming and messing things up. And then there was the big Tiamat fight. Yep. And that was all, I mean, it was all yeah, yeah. well together. it was. It was different beats, it was, it, was, it was cool. And it sounds like you're doing a similar thing here with uh, the Rage of Demons stuff, so.
2: Yeah, exactly, so we have, the, we have this, the, so I guess the sneak peek for, for the fans, for you guys, is uh, um, in the second part we tell a little bit more about, about that story with, uh, with the companions and those well-known characters. Um, and then uh, the players will see a little bit more of the effect of demons on the world. Mm. Um, a little bit of the, and, and I'll, I'll sort of abstract from that a little bit. Um, just sort of um, make uh, the, my marketing team forget that I said these things. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we have so the, for the, the, the folks that have been playing Neverwinter, uh, and they've played Tyranny of Dragons, they played Elemental Evil, um, and now they have the demons. Um, and if you really think about it, if you if you sort of you know look back at the Sword Coast, there is a ton of stuff going on, like a crazy amount of stuff going on. And it's all of these things are act are, are now are happening now in the game, and there there are effects that are be you know, I think logically would be beyond just sort of where they're at in modules, right? There are dragons, there are cultists, they are around the world. Uh, um, there is the Well of Dragons that's still happening. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got you know we've got the help of Evereska down at the Well of Dragons trying to keep all of that at bay. Elemental evil is. Still trying, they're not done. They're like, Oh man, we didn't do it. Well, <laughs> yeah, the let's world go Cup, home. We're cool. It's going to come around in four years. We'll try it again later. <laughs> it's, it's, right, it's not that. It's this is all happening, and all of these things are this is a, a, a small space in the world on the Sword Coast, and gigantic forces are there. So, we, we kind of we need to acknowledge that and see what's happening. What, what effect are these forces having on the Sword Coast, the, the, the players, and the people living there? And also, eventually start talking about what effect they're having on each other. I'm pretty sure that the elemental cultists and the dragon cultists kind of don't, they don't really, they aren't going to get along. And so they're, they're going to come together. And that's, that's one of the really cool things about us uh, and, and our game and the story that we can tell is we can start crafting those stories. Like, well, Mel, what, what happens? We've got all of the, the factions, Harper's and Tarum, of the Silver Gauntlet, all those guys. Mm-hmm. And, they're now faced not only with their original threat, which was the the dragon cult, but got all this crazy stuff happening, and there's <laughs> right. more on the horizons. And this is, like I said, it's a very small space to have the crazy amounts of power, yeah. just just sort of hanging out next to each other. But eventually, they're gonna start clashing.
1: Yeah, so good, the bad guy deathmatch. That's a.
2: Yeah, so that's on us is to figure out what that effect is, and that's something that that we're going to start telling you in the next year. Well, that's really cool. Yeah, I think that's exciting.
1: I'm surprised by that. <laughs> that's awesome. my,
2: my follow-up
0: question was going to be like, hey, did you ever, I mean, I know as M- MMOs progress and the story uh, uh, gets more and more diverse, would you ever phase out certain parts of the story? So like, you know, as you mentioned, the, the dragon cultists, would they just, you know, those quest givers and those zones sort of, you know, get retired or, or whatever and brought in with, with other new things. But it sounds like you're going to go the opposite route and figure out how they work together. Uh, I don't know. That's kind of fascinating.
2: Yeah. Well, it's, it's really, um, it's, it's sort of a challenge for us. We, we don't have it all figured out, but one of the cool things is that we have an amazing relationship with, well, with you guys, I guess. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> and, these, uh, these wizards and, people.
2: Yeah. Those wizards out there. And, um, we actually get to hang out and kind of geek out and think about this stuff. And so we don't have, we don't have the answers, but I definitely can't wait to sit down with, uh, with you guys and figure out like, what are we going to do? There's a lot of stuff and yeah, who knows, right? Maybe like, you know what? Something happened, right? All of the elemental cultists, there are just like, ah, you know what? It didn't work. And so maybe they do leave. What does that actually mean for our world? Uh, and that's, that's a huge challenge for us, uh, you know, making a, an, an ongoing living MMO but it's actually super exciting so it's not that we have an answer but it's actually just a challenge for us we need to figure out what we're going to do and, and what the impact of all those forces are on our game and on the players um, and I guess you know we meet regularly and talk with the design team and the story writers and everything up at Watsi. so um, yeah uh, I don't think that we'll be we'll have to do that in a vacuum no, we. I um,
0: love meeting with you guys and having uh, uh, that that go between. We're we you know me and Trevor are not necessarily the people who are in on those meetings, but we hear about them all the time and, and, and uh are always super excited about the ideas that are that, that come from the the melding of minds between between cryptic and, and Wizards of the coast. It's really it's really really awesome.
1: Yeah I'm I'm always super excited to hear how closely you guys work. Like like Rob, you know me. When I went down there visited and I and I met you and like I got to see how, how big big in a D you were, I was sold. Like this is awesome. These guys love D D
2: so Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> we're
2: crazy into it. <laughs> all in Yeah <laughs> Well, thanks so much, Rob, for
0: uh, uh for taking the time to come and talk to us. We're excited about uh Underdark. It's out now. Uh you can download it on PC, to come out on Xbox in in 2016.
1: Yep. That all sounds good. Uh go yep. out there, get get your Underdark on, go go hang out with the companions, go, yeah. go go save the Underdark from a horrible horrible madness
0: and uh and have a drink with Dristor Warden for me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I approve.
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Cool. We'll let you get back to Rob, uh to work, Rob, uh, on on part 2 of the Underdark story. Yep. Thanks again, Rob. Yeah. We'll see you next thanks time.
2: For- Yeah, man.
1: Thanks for having me. All right, thanks. Bye, bye. Great. Well, that was awesome. Yeah, it was good times. It's always it's always good to talk to Rob. I know, right? Like I want to play in his D and D game. Like I know he was running a D and D game back then. I want to play in his D and D game. See what that's like. He is like. If you guys don't know, he's really into D and D. If if you missed all that, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you couldn't get all that from he's, from he's, the he's subjects. like one of us here in the office, which is always awesome. But I also love how crunchy he is about like MMO design too. Oh yeah, like, I remember you know I was such a, a a big fan of of MMOs back in the two thousands and and uh, I love playing Neverwinter now. But it's just so great to hear those those old you know, terms of aggro and OP mm-hmm. and all those things. I'm like, oh, yeah, those are, like, from my old forum days.
1: I remember that. It's great. Yeah, I haven't used the word tank and in a long time. No, like, right. oh, look, That was great. Yeah, That's and fast. he
0: used it in a sentence, like yes. uh, like he was passing his SATs. <laughs> <laughs> Use <laughs> <He>, tank <tank-inspeak laughs> in a sentence. <laughs> Write <laughs> 400 words and why you think control wizards
1: are OP. Yeah. And I am super excited about the uh the Underdark uh story stuff they've got with with uh Salvador. I keep yeah. wanting to call him Bob. We call him Bob in the office. You probably hear us say that all the time. He is R.A. Salvador. You had if, him, if you called him Bob, he wouldn't hate you.
0: Those of you who've been listening to the podcast, we called him Bob when he was here. It's yeah. it's just a thing. Yeah,
1: but like this the, the story he's he's worked with him on for that is awesome. Like uh I've, everything I I've, I've seen looks awesome. So I'm I'm super excited for that. And it really is I know every time people are like, "Oh, look! There's these 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 like best-selling novel characters in my thing. It's gonna be all about them." It's it's really not. It is really not all about them. So, yeah, I, I, I don't want you going and thinking that because well, you'd be wrong.
0: It's just getting a little tidbit of uh, of their background and how they're interacting with that story. But you're, yeah, there's more of the story in there. You're the action. You're the you're the guiding force. You're yeah. the people who are actually doing the things. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the the player characters. So. No,
1: you, might, you might. I mean, I don't know what they went with, but you know. There's madness being spread around, so it's, it's not like all the companions are in their, their best places, so you may have to step up and do some things. And because of the madness, you might think that you're them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's where this story goes. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. There's, there's you some are d- Driss
0: Jordan. Oh, my gosh. I'm totally going to use that in my Out of the Best campaign. I think that you you, yes. you are hallucinating yes. that that you're Regis and, and, and uh, Bree and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, I, I'm down. Some nice. type of, type of a spore thing that happens, and yeah. you, you think you're, you're one of those. Oh, that's my great. God. How awesome would that be?
0: Uh, all right. Well, thank uh, you guys for listening. That was uh, uh, really great to talk to Rob about uh, uh, Neverwinter Underdark that's coming out soon. Um, again, if you want to talk about the podcast uh, on iTunes, give it a rating, give it some reviews. Um, I am at Greg Tito on Twitter, so you can uh, message me if you ever want to have any questions about uh, this podcast or DMing or uh, uh, our Out of the Abyss live stream, which happens on wednesdays at uh, 12 p.m uh, pacific time uh so yeah ask me anything you want
1: yeah and i'm uh, trevor underscore I, I i handle the social side of the D thing so that's what's underscore dnd as well um I will also pimp out the iTunes thing. Uh, make sure if there's something you want to hear from us, you either let us know. Like, I hey, we want to have this person on, on, on the show or we want to he- hear you guys talk about this or, hey, you guys haven't had have Mike Merles on. Whatever it is, just you know, let, let us know and uh, we'll do our best to make it happen. If it's like one person wants to like talk about the mating habits of the Lumber hoax, we're probably not going to do that. But, <laughs> but you know, if, if, if people have a cool idea, which maybe that is a cool idea. What know. are the... Yeah, I know. Now I don't know. My brain is spinning. <laughs> <laughs> they actually lay eggs and... I don't know. Um... Uh, yeah, just 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 hit us up, hit us up on on any of those things we just talked about, and definitely let us know how we're doing on the podcast.
0: Yes, absolutely. And actually, you know, some of us, some of you have already come out and uh, uh, given us some possible uh, guests, and we're we're reaching out to them right now. Yeah. So It's it's already happening. It's already working. It's it's going to be a thing. You guys are awesome. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll
1: talk to you soon. Yep. Have a good one.